This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very, very much. And welcome to our second hour and, and a reach back to thank the Callaways folks for their sponsorship of that first hour. These two sponsors make this program happen, and I hope you'll let them know. It's kind of hard to reach out to, to Baylor Scott and White. Who do I thank? You know, but, but just do what these rejoinders and what my message for Baylor Scott and White says, and that is to thank the front line by doing the good things, and we'll talk about that. To Callaway's, you can go into the stores and, and let the managers and assistant managers know. So anyway, that makes it uh, makes it worthwhile for them to hear that message. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Waffle. Waffle is a sweet four-and-a-half-year-old Labrador retriever with a sensitive soul and a goofy personality. His rusty red coat and his floppy ears frame his big brown eyes perfectly, making this one handsome pup. Now, he can be shy around new people, but once he gets to know you, Waffle's soft side begins to show. He's very gentle, affectionate, and loving. When the staff has spent time with him, he's been a total teddy bear, just wanting all the love and the petting he can get. Waffle is looking for a calm, quiet home where he can snuggle up and enjoy lazy days on the couch with his human companions. The SPCA of Texas thinks Waffle will do best without the excitement of small children. They may enjoy the company of another easygoing dog. Waffle is even eligible for a trial adoption, which means you can take him home and see how things go before making it official. Waffle is waiting to meet you at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. To meet Waffle, please complete an inquiry form at spca.org slash dogadopt. spca.org slash dogadopt. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Waffle has been neutered, microchipped. He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He, he, he is waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive. That's at I-30 west of Hampton Road. The Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6, and animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. They invite you to browse the SPCA of Texas available animals at spca.org slash findapet. That's how you'd see what Waffle looks like and find out more information about him. spca.org slash findapet. That's just one word, findapet. And visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog, as I mentioned earlier, or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. That's Waffle the Dog at the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. I hope we can get him adopted. He's a beautiful dog, sweet dog. Sponsored by Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. Great men and women who want to help you. They are experts in their various fields. When you go in the door, you'll be greeted by somebody who is cheerful and wants to help you. And they'll ask what uh, what nature of work you're trying to accomplish. And they'll put you in contact with the best person in the store for that specialty. If it's paint, if it's electrical, if it's, uh, if it's uh, woodworking, whatever it is. And if it's gardening, they'll put you in contact with the person who best knows that specialty. Now, let's talk about Fire Safety Month, October. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on First Alert two and a half pound household fire extinguishers. They're just $12.99 with your Ace Reward card. Regular price of $24.99. There's a limit of two. The First Alert rechargeable home fire extinguisher is ideal for use in any household location. This multi-purpose extinguisher fights wood, paper, fabric, flammable liquid, and electrical fires. Durable metal head is designed to meet demanding household requirements. If the unit is used, it can be recharged by a certified professional. It includes mounting bracket to keep the unit secure and a 10-year limited warranty. Ace stores are parts of our neighborhoods, local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. 
Now, they also are the place where you get the first alert two-and-a-half-pound household fire extinguisher, just $12.99 with your Ace Rewards card, regular price $24.99, limit of two, and you can get that Ace Rewards card when you walk in to your local Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. And we go back to the phone lines. We've had Jill and Lindsay in Cook County waiting for a long time. Let's go to her. Jill, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I was gifted three Midnight Marvel hibiscus. They arrived in the mail yesterday. Um, I have heard conflicting things on when to plant them and how to plant them. Could you help me, please? Sure. And these are in pots or bare-rooted? They're bare-root. And they have like a three-inch stump on them. All right. Uh, Do the stumps look uh, somewhat green, like like they just were trimmed? No. What state did they come from? You know, I do not know. They should still be uh, green. I'm not aware of hard freezes in places where that's a a hardy hibiscus. That's a beautiful variety. I would plant them immediately. Um, They get about three feet tall, three feet wide, so plant them in the back of a perennial garden or in, in a place that's appropriate for them are were you expecting them or are they just flat out a gift that you didn't expect they were flat out a gift and the uh, instructions inside said something about um, soaking them in water for like 30 minutes and then you know making a hole twice as big and planting them yeah that's all fine it's i guess nothing wrong with that you're going to plant them if if i if you hadn't read that to me i would say just get them into the garden this afternoon as soon as you can and then water the dickens out of them after you plant them which is equivalent it's just the reverse order do it either way um but they need something needs to happen for them today as warm as we are they need full sun uh like i said they need to be about three feet apart they're they're absolutely beautiful plants they have um very dark purplish foliage. Do you know what you know what mallows are, don't you? Hardy hibiscus. Yes, uh huh. And I've seen pictures of these. Yeah. Oh, they're That's gorgeous. Great. So I would yeah. I would take advantage of them. I'm surprised that the stems are dry. I'm surprised they didn't wrap the the roots in in moist moss of some sort. Anyway, we are where we are. Let's give them a try, and uh, get them planted. Nothing will happen this fall, of course. They're going to sit there dormant. I'd mark where they are if there's not enough of the stem. If there's enough of the stem to see the the stem, you don't want to plant them down in the ground, leave the stem showing. Um, And then uh, it will be one of the last things to bud out in the spring. That stem will not be where the new growth will come. It'll come from the roots. So the stem will serve just as kind of a stake, a marker for where the plant is. And uh, hopefully by uh, early April, you'll have some new shoots coming up from down in the root system. That'll be the way that you'll know. Since they're now, a do gift, I, I don't them, know how, I don't know yeah, how do you I complain if watered? they don't sprout. Beg your pardon? Yeah. Do I keep them watered? Well, certainly. It depends on what happens over the winter. If you go uh, 10 days without any rain at all, I'd, I'd take a bucket of water out and water them carefully if uh, or you know leave a hose out and you can do that i normally don't leave hoses attached during the winter and so if i just need a little bit of water i'll just take a bucket and and hand water things that but no root no no root stimulator this time of year right well it you could do that that's a i'm i'm telling you the things you have to do and then the other things like soaking them for 30 minutes and the root stimulator would be negotiable. Root stimulator is is more important than soaking for 30 minutes in my book. Uh, not in my book, but in my mind. So okay. if you want to use a root stimulator, that's a good idea. I'm trying to get them in the ground today, and if you don't have root okay. stimulator, don't wait to go buy it tomorrow and, and wait to plant them. Get them planted okay. right away. All right. Okay, thank you very much. You can you do have. it. You're going to love them, Jill. That's a nice gift. They're expensive. Yeah, thank you. Somebody thought a lot of you. You betcha. Thanks for the call. All right, we'll come back. We'll be going to David in Eulis with an interesting dilemma. 
uh, on crepe myrtles. And Linda in North Dallas with, uh, oh, goodness gracious, a hackberry that has the leans. We'll see what happens there. Let me uh, tell you about uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. If you want to get it as a Christmas gift, I can I can save you more money than I've ever offered as a discount uh, at, uh, at Christmas before. Maybe the... I don't know. I've had other discounts. This is a big discount. It's almost $6. Regular $36.95. The second and third books that you buy to be shipped to the same address, just $31 each. You buy the first one at regular price, $36.95. Second and third are just $31. I self-published this book, and I've kept the price as low as I can all the way through. If you had bought this book through a bookstore or through Amazon, if I had decided to put it in those places, this book would be 55 or $60. It is on high-quality paper. It's a hardback. Those both run the cost up. It's uh, 344 pages. It's a big book. It's heavy. 840 photographs. That runs the cost up. But I kept it as low as I could by self-publishing. I hired my editor, Carolyn Skye, my graphic designer, Cindy Smith, the best I've ever worked with. I had worked with each of them for 10 or 15 years prior to this book. And uh, so your satisfaction is completely guaranteed. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, what you have to know to get started. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're growing so you'll know when to do every task. And then chapters 3 through 11 are individual chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in this. I've spent a year of my life doing this book. And you can get it for just thirty-six ninety-five for the first book and then give a gift to a friend of yours or a relative at just $31 each. Good chance to stock up for birthday presents, for example. And uh, second and third book shipped to the same mailing address, just $31. But that's only through November 15. Order now. Two ways you can order. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. You can order it from my website or by calling my office. The office number is 800-752-GROW. Now, that's weekdays, and uh, the office will be closed part of the time because uh, Gretchen at my office is uh, is helping a friend in the hospital. So it's 800-752-4769. The better way by far is to order right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Just remember, the offer expires November 15. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. That is our church, and we'd love to have you join us. First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, the best it gets. I've told you about them now for many years, and we have used their services. We have a Wortham Brothers roof, and I couldn't be happier. Now, when you have a storm come through town, you'll see all kinds of companies you never heard of stop their little signs in the ground. And they'll run up and down the roads and knock on doors. Don't ever succumb to that. Call the best. Call a company that's been in business since 1986, a second-generation family business. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing Company at 972-562-5788. 972-562-5788. 
They serve all of Dallas and Tarrant counties and all of North Central Texas. They'll be happy to talk to you. They'll be happy to look at your roof and see if it needs help. Perhaps it needs repairs. Perhaps it needs to be replaced. They know how to determine that, and they'll show it to you in very plain English. They'll take photographs and show you what is right and what's wrong with your roof. If you need to have uh, an insurance claim, they can tell you, yes, this looks like it probably would qualify for insurance. You have to do that. They don't do that for you. There are just some laws in the state of Texas, and that's a good thing. And then you file your insurance claim, you get your settlement, and then you call Wortham Brothers back and get them involved in getting a new roof. Oh, my goodness, they're good. They're quick, they're affordable, that's important, and they do a masterful job. Composition, claim concrete tile, metal, slate roofs, any roof, they'll do it. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, wbroofing.com, 972-562-5788. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. We have one line open. If you'd like to grab it right now while you can, it's 800 288 WBAP 800-288-9227. David is in Euless. David, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, Neil. It's so uh, glad to talk to you. I really do enjoy your program. Thank you. I uh, have a uh, dilemma. I've been trying to figure this out for really the whole summer, and I'm hoping that I can. you'll be able to help me solve the problem. We bought a new home back in late 2018, and early the next spring, we purchased a single trunk a lavender bloom crepe myrtle, about 10 feet tall when we purchased it. Nursery and uh, nursery put it in, followed all the guidelines, and it was a kind of a late bloomer that year. So didn't see any blooms till midsummer to late summer, and I assumed that was normal. Next summer, uh, similar problem, but weeds were just overrun by aphids. Had to treat it. Uh, it kind of came back from that. Okay, this year. Uh, had a round of pretty good blooms, once again, kind of light. And then, uh, for one, some unknown reason, the tree loaded up with buds, and they never bloomed. They eventually just turned black, and nothing happened. There were scattered blooms a few times, but nothing that we could ever, nothing that kept going. And then, at this point, it's just a bunch of dead buds with no blooms. All right, and David, the but it did bloom the first. It did bloom the first yes, time this year. It bloomed the first year. Oh, yeah, and it did bloom the very beginning of the year. So I was concerned, of course, after the big freeze over the winter, mm-hmm. that didn't seem to be an issue. Let me tell you what has happened in my career for fifty years. I've been answering questions, and forty-four years on the air. Uh, more than once, I have uh, with friends and others that I owed favors to. Uh, I have actually gone out and looked at crepe myrtles on this question. It's it, it's come up really? many times. Huh. And 100% of the time, when I've gotten out, I have been able to, the first time I, I said, oh, I see what the problem is. And uh, then from that point on, I thought, I'm just going to see if this is the same problem. And that's what I'll say to you right now. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, the folks uh, are seeing the fruit of the crepe myrtle and it looks remarkably like the the flower buds they have the very same shape and the same um, sutures the same lines in the in the fruit and they look like buds and of course they don't open and uh, people think well that never opened what happened and in many cases when i've gone out to friends houses they've said oh well i know what happened i was gone 10 days we took vacation and their plant opened and shut in that 10-day period the, the, the bloom period was was that length of time and it was while they were gone it just so coincided so i'm sure that's what's happened to you the 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 first round of bloom happened and uh, then the the plants went to seed. I want to ask you something, though. I'm I'm curious about. Are you doing any pruning in the winter on your on your crepe myrtle? No, I've uh, heard that is not a good idea. All right, so good. I really that's that's have, good. Haven't done that. 
That's good. That's a that's a good thing. The reason I ask that is that a lot of times when when a crepe myrtle is very late to bloom, it's because they have been pruned and and topped in the winter, and and so it slows them down. They bloom on new growth, and right. when when a crepe myrtle has been topped, it it's uh, sluggish to to flower because I it's spending so much time. High. It's about fourteen feet. <laughs> oh, I, that doesn't that doesn't slow the 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 crepe myrtle toppers down. They go higher than that. Okay. But anyway, to to my okay. point, let me let me finish the point. Um, what happens is they come back with very strong vegetative growth in in the spring, and it takes them a while to gear it up to, to bloom, and so they may not bloom until the 1st of August, so they only get one round of blooms. That's why I wanted to ask that of you. This year, the cold did do some damage to crepe myrtles, a lot of crepe myrtles, and um, as a result, we didn't get as many rounds of bloom as we normally do, and so I think that's probably why you only had that one round this year. So I, everything you've said sounds very normal, and I think if you go out and examine those buds and cut them open, you will find that there are some chaff-like seeds in there that are like little flat discs. And yeah, it's uh, funny you, know, you mention that. I did sort of notice that the last time I went out and, and looked yeah. at it more closely. I said, well, this doesn't look like a bud. This looks there you like go. a seed yeah, bingo. There you go. So all is well. Seeing, Life uh, is wonderful. I am seeing, just like the aphids last year, I'm seeing something that eats between the veins on the back of the leaves. Not a lot of them, but some of them. So I'm, I keep worrying that the, the tree is subject to issues that most crepe myrtles I've had in the past weren't ever really subject to. Well, I don't know if that's Yeah, I don't know what that would be. The, the, two, the two major problems that we have with crepe myrtles, <clears throat> and they are major, uh, our crepe myrtle bark scale and crepe myrtle aphids. Neither one will kill right. the crepe myrtles, but they disfigure them. Uh, there is a very quick remedy uh, for it, and that's to use a systemic insecticide. I'll give you the name in just a moment. Uh, as a soil drench, it's applied the middle uh, week of May, sometime between the 10th and 20th of May, as a soil drench around the plant, and that one treatment will protect the plant for the whole summertime. The the uh, insecticide is the most common insecticide in in the world today, uh, in terms of ornamental plants, uh, but it has a name that you, you wonder how anybody remembers to ask for it. It's imidacloprid, I M I D A C L O P R I D, imidacloprid. Okay. There still are some people out there who have not gotten the message that it has not. It is not the one that is responsible for bee colony collapse. Some people will still okay. tell you, "Oh, that's killing the bees." Well, it's not. And, and that's good to know. Yeah, okay. and, and the the reason that we apply it in mid-May is to avoid that problem anyway, because that right. way it's in the plant and it, it it's there waiting to to kill the bark scale and the aphids. So anyway, that should help. Okay. Well. I will try that in the spring, and I guess I just sort of let it ride through the winter and see how we do next spring, and hopefully conditions will be better over the winter so that we... Uh, they got to be better. Yeah, better they got to be time. better, yeah. That's yeah. about a 15-foot high jump. That's a high bar. We're not going there. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, no, that's yeah. absolutely right. David, well, I appreciate you so much your help. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Arborological services, if you're looking for tree work to be done by the people who understand trees better than a plumber understands wrenches, you will call Arborological Services. These are the people that uh, your trees are happy to see coming down the street. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists. They have, co- and all of them, college degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. Three of their people, Kevin Bassett, uh, Russell Peters and owner founder Steve Hauser. All three of those are arborists of the year for the great state of Texas. Judged in each of those individual years to be the best arborist in Texas. How about that? And they have an 11 time Texas state tree climbing champion on their team. And that's Miguel Pastanez. He has a crew all to himself now. In fact, it's that crew that comes to our house. I get to watch Miguel and his crew climb our trees. Folks, nobody does a better job than Arborological Services. Their phone number is a toll free number. Makes it sound like they're a big national company. They're not. They're strictly local. 866 552 7267. They are serious about trees. Don't talk to them about your Shasta daisies. 866-552-7267. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at The Tree Experts. On the web, it is arborological.com. A-R-B-O-R-I-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. Arborological Services, 866 866- 
552-7267. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. If you're not informed, then you're out of the loop. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. The uh, electronic newsletter is called eGardens. I was one of the first to have one. It's 18 years ago. You think back 18 years ago, there were not a lot of electronic newsletters out there, and I'm really happy with eGardens. We have 78,000 subscribers to it. It's grown slowly. I have not spent money advertising it. I just didn't have the money, didn't want to. And uh, But the the steady growth that we've had, and the popularity of eGardens has just been very rewarding. I'd like to have you as a subscriber. If you're not, uh, I can tell you how to do it. You go to my website, click on the eGardens tab, and it'll take you right to that spot where you uh, uh, sign up. You have to do that. I can't do it for you. You can't call my office and register. You have to do it yourself. But uh, things that I'll promise you, I will never spam you, nor will I give or sell your email address to anybody. You don't have to worry about that. Neil Spray's eGardens, five stories a week. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. You'll always have a featured plant of the week. You'll always have a featured question of the week, something that has come up repeatedly, and you'll always have gardening this weekend where I'll point out the things that are most critical to be done at that particular time of year. And uh, so it's what you need to go buy and, and be ready to do the next day on Friday. It comes out Thursday evening at 6. That way you can make plans for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look at the most recent issue at neilsperry.com and sign up for it right there at the same page. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. Two children have been killed at a Texas drag race. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather on the ones. Roadwork blocks the number one and number two lanes of southbound Highway 287 between I-30 and Lancaster Avenue. Construction's blocking Highway 67's HOV lanes both directions between Loop 12 Ledbetter and Camp Wisdom Road. And a construction project's closed east and westbound I-30's HOV between Center Street and President George Bush Turnpike. WBAP's first traffic on the ones. I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. It'll be cloudy this morning. Yep, mostly sunny in the afternoon. We'll see. Warm, breezy, muggy all day with a high of 86. Possible showers, just possible. Sunny and warm tomorrow. High temperature again around 86. Right now it's cloudy. And 69 degrees. A driver lost control during a drag racing event Saturday afternoon in Kerrville, slammed into a crowd of spectators, killing two children, injuring eight other people. Six-year-old and eight-year-old boys were killed. 46-year-old woman was critically injured. 15-year-old injured in a shooting at Arlington's Timberview High School has been released from a hospital. Zach Selby underwent several surgeries. He was one of four who were injured when police say 18-year-old Tim Simpkins opened fire in a classroom after a fight with Selby. A search is underway in Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park for a Texas man who was last seen Thursday. Jared Humbrey's vehicle's been found. So far, no trace of him. He's missing in the same general area where Gabby Petito's remains were found last month. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout the day. Stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD 2 and WBAP.com. Well, let me tell you about the sponsor of this hour for this year. All the way into next year. Thank you, Baylor's Cotton White Health. Thank you for more reasons than just that. I'm grateful for the sponsorship, but you know what? I'm immensely thankful for what they mean to our family and to all the families of North Central Texas and, and all of Texas. They have grown to, to cover, I don't know how much, what, uh, 60% of the state, something like that. Good for them. 
Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. I'd like to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people, the ones who keep us happy and healthy. They're our beloved health care workers who are out there on the front line. They have the hardest job of all, and we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. That's just not the Baylor way. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that we can show our appreciation to the front line. Get vaccinated, wear your mask, and when the time comes, get your booster shot. Those are great ways to show your support and share those messages on social media. I am 100% behind this message. One more big thank you to Baylor Scott and White Health, especially to the front line, for all that you do to keep us all safe. Thank you. Hear about it. Talk about it. Right here. They're going to be ineffective on this immigration issue, and they're going to use it to their benefit. What's going to happen? Use Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. Well, I would never wish that anybody would have to have their foundation repaired. That's just one of those things. It's kind of like a penalty of owning a home, and uh, especially in the Blackland Prairie soil. You have seen what happens to the blackland soil when it gets dry. It cracks. You see the cracks in parking lots. You see it in your driveway. You see it around uh, landscapes. You see it on the golf course when the kind of golf course I play, I don't play anymore, but when I used to play, uh, I played the lesser expensive courses, and I'd watch my ball trickle along the ground and roll into this giant uh, uh, crack and disappear no point in going after that one. <laughs> so, well, that same thing happens to your house. I don't think your house is going to disappear. But, oh, my goodness, Advanced Foundation Repair has has done so much to help save houses. When you start seeing windows and doors that don't operate properly or maybe don't operate at all, when you have tape and bed work that is, is peeling loose from its uh, uh, uh positions on our walls around the corners and around the windows you realize there are some major problems going on here when you see cracks in in grout joints and mortar joints or even heaven forbid through bricks and through tile you realize there are some serious problems here and that's when you call advanced foundation repair and fred marshall and his team come out with very sophisticated equipment they they do almost a topographic mapping of your floor and they'll show you where the problems are and they'll quantify those problems and then they'll tell you what it would take to fix those problems in some cases they'll say it's not significant it's no big deal here's what we'd suggest you watch for maybe more water around the foundation in the drought maybe take some tree roots away whatever it is they'll help you but if it comes time that you have them do the work it's guaranteed for the lifetime of your home it's affordable and they are ever so careful they're great they're advanced foundation repair on the web they are foundationrepairs.com and their phone number i'll give it to you twice it's almost melodic 214-333-0003 that's advanced foundation repair foundationrepairs.com 214-333 You don't just want your garden to grow, you want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much, and that takes us to Linda in North Dallas. Linda, thanks for waiting. How can I help you? Yes, well, I have three hackberry trees in my backyard. Um, I live along a creek lot. They're natural to the area. Um, one of them's got about a 20% lean. It's got a, it's about a two foot in diameter. The other two are about 24 inches in diameter. One of them has a, about a two foot slit up the, the trunk, and then you can put a knife in there, and it's got like about four inches of dead space. So I've had uh, numerous people out here to look at the trees. I'm getting mixed um, comments about what I should do, whether they should come out or not. So one, the, the large one, 
um, has starting root rot at the bottom, and it's um, more on the side where it's leaning. Um, so help me out. <laughs> okay. I'll try my best. I don't have the luxury of being there to see them on site or even see photos. Um, what would happen if uh, if either of these two that are, are in jeopardy uh, were to fall or break? What would happen? Well, what would they hit? It, it, it would, part of it would come down on my roof, and part of it would come down on my landscape and my lace leaf maples, and it would it, right. would, take, it would do damage. Uh, either both of them would be would be uh, would do damage. Then, yes, well, right. the bigger one obviously more than the other, and that one's the closer one to the house. It's leaning parallel to the house, but as it falls, the canopy would come down on the roof, and I've got a really nice covered porch. I understand. Hackberries are very brittle, and uh, they are subject to breakage in wind and ice storms, very much so. That one needs uh, immediate attention. Um, I don't know if you've contacted the the sponsor that I did the ads for during that last break. If you haven't, I would certainly have them come look. Um, And uh, they took down a 48-inch diameter, not circumference, diameter, American elm in my backyard after a 44-inch one fell. I had no idea that they were about to do that uh, mm-hmm. that the 44 inch one was about to fall it, it was the farther of the two from our house the larger tree would have taken out my entire backyard landscape had it come down and so i had them take it down preemptively and they did just a mm-hmm. masterful job a 48 inch tree 65 feet tall and every piece of that tree was brought to about an eight or, or nine foot diameter circle about 10 feet away from the trunk I, I, it's the craziest thing I ever saw. They, the, the man who was in charge of the crew that day said, we're going to put it right here. And they brought it all down to that one spot. But they got it out of the way, and, and it was hollow also. That's the other thing you face is these trees decay internally, and you can't see all of it. Uh, I would be very concerned about a hackberry that leaned toward a house. Yeah, okay. And then the one with the you know two-foot split up the trunk that is about halfway through the diameter of the tree. Yeah. I, I don't give hack. I, I I love trees, and I've grown up with hackberries in my life. Um, if I had a hackberry, I don't have any. I'm thinking. I don't think I have any hackberries at all in our woods. Uh, but if I had a hackberry that was perfectly shaped and and healthy and vigorous over the entire canopy, I'd be okay with it. I'd leave it there. But the mm-hmm. minute that it develops a problem, I'm I'm going to take some kind of action because they are notorious for for breaking yeah and i've taken some limbs out trying to you know keep it but you know it's going to be a lot more costly for me to deal with the damage than it is taking down the tree so yeah you can take the tree down and find a replacement a lot more affordably than you can repair the damage and then you still wouldn't have the tree it'd be gone anyway right Right. So, okay, well, that makes me feel better. I think we have a verdict. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's kind of like, we like trees because they're all arborists that come out, but they're like, this is a little scary and worrisome. So hackberries, yeah, hackberries fall to the bottom of the the list in terms of durability. China berries are below them. There aren't many that are below them in terms of uh, when they when they're jeopardized. uh, How strong is that wood? Well, not very strong, and they're just down there at the bottom of the list. Yeah, and they say they only last about 25, 30 years, so my guess is that these trees are about that. That would be an average, but there are plenty of hackberries that are older than that, but there are many, many, many that have gone to an earlier death. And so, yes. But, uh, okay. yeah, I'd, I'd be very cautious, Linda. I think you're on the right track. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. Thanks for waiting on me, too. I appreciate that. Let me go to James in Frisco. James, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Neil. Thank you very yes, much. Sure. I'm in northern Minnesota, so I'm not used to this kind of beautiful weather and all these great plants down here, and I did something really stupid. I um, <laughs> I have a water feature in my side lot of a zero-lot line house, Frisco, and mm-hmm. on each side of that I put um, trellises and then rose climbing rose bushes, and they just sprouted like you won't believe. There's two questions. The rose bushes themselves, um, they, they're growing so darn much. I hate to prune them back so early, but one of them just keeps shooting up like 10, 10 and a half feet, and I've only need six feet 
I tried curling it, and it just keeps growing up. So, you know, is that something I can cut early, or do I yes. wait? You know, just, no, I'd, I'd go ahead and prune it. It's not going to put much more growth out this year, and you don't want flowers on growth that's up that high in the air anyway. Uh, so you might as well prune it and, and keep it tidy. Okay. Second thing that I did is with the water feature, I thought, oh, I've got to get rid of this algae and the mosquitoes there. I just, the pills aren't working, these simple little pills. So I put some bleach in there and it splatters out um, just because we had some high winds last week and it curled my leaves on the roses on each side of the water feature. Do I cut those branches off or just let the leaves kind of naturally fall and hopefully it'll come back next year? I think the latter and uh, I don't, so the only damage to the roses apparently is what has splattered. Is that right? Yes, some bleach water splattered on the leaves, and they just the splatter. Back. There's no nothing leaked out into the root area. No, 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 nope, nope, just leaves. All right, uh, that's not any major concern. They'll be fine. They're going to lose a lot of their leaves in the winter anyway, and don't feel like you've done anything to cause that. Um, they, uh, they are semi evergreen at best in our winters. Uh, you know, from the North that they're, they're deciduous in the North and right. here they're kind of semi deciduous. Um, I, I'm also going to do something I normally try not to do. And that is to look into the future and, and warn people of things. Uh, just, I, I'd like to be a lot more positive. But watch out for rose rosette virus because it may get your roses eventually. It's just rampant all through the Metroplex, and especially I've seen so much of it in Frisco. It's an incurable virus, and it's spread by a microscopic mite. And if you begin to see your roses acting erratically and not blooming properly, flowers don't open properly, and the stems develop a lot of extra thorns, then that's rosette. I have a lot of photos on my on my website. Um, okay. They are not of uh, uh, climbing roses. They're of bush roses. But anyway, it's hard to grow roses in, in uh, the Metroplex right now. And so if you end up with a problem, I would not replace with more roses. I'd probably put another vine in of some sort. All right. Greatly appreciate it and love your uh, show. You know, I come Thank out of you. church and it's like, oh, I got to turn this on, Neil's on. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate having you here. Where'd you come here from? Duluth, Lake Superior. Oh, my goodness gracious. You can't make a more dramatic change. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're glad you're here. Have a good one. Yeah. Take I, care. I, I'm still in shorts. I'll probably be in shorts till Christmas. <laughs> well, this is atypical. You heard that this is a near record day. I was telling Brad Barton, the weatherman who was doing the morning news this morning, I said, this is not necessarily good because... <laughs> because the plants are not uh, acclimating to fall yet, so we hope it doesn't hurt uh, us. But anyway, okay. yeah, this is pretty nice. It's pretty nice. If you can survive the summer, our winters are nice. It's kind of the opposite of what you guys had up there. So anyway, welcome yeah. to Texas, James. Thanks for the call. All right, Steve, in the fine city of Anna, we'll come to you right out of this last break, tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. If you are new to Texas or if you're a veteran gardener, either way, I think my book could be a big help to you. Chapter one is the basics of gardening, what you need to know about Texas to get you started. It talks about the soils of Texas. It talks about the hardiness zones of Texas why I think that the uh, the USDA map that came out in 2012 is in error. And boy, have we proved that uh, two or three winters out of the last seven. Um, and it also talks about uh, uh, the rainfall areas of Texas, etc. Chapter two is a calendar. I've never put this in a book before. It's 48 pages, four pages per month of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. If you are from a different part of America, your timing may be vastly wrong on when you plant things. You may remember what you did in the old country, and it isn't going to work here. The timing is so critical. Then chapters 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I worked a year doing this book and uh, writing it. 840 photographs, a lot of that year was spent to getting the right photos for, for the, to illustrate the stories that I have written. 344 pages printed in Texas, not in stores and not on Amazon. 
And you say, well, Neil, that's uh, silly. You're not going to sell as many copies. And I said to myself, I know that's going to happen. My old cowboy boot book that I last did in 1990, came out in 91, um, has sold more than a million copies. But that's nice, but it wasn't the book I wanted it to be because I had to work through a publisher. This one I did myself with Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as graphic designer, two ladies I'd worked with many times, and I wanted them in those capacities on this book. This is what we have. book is thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage, and uh, satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. 68000 sold so far, not one request for a refund. I have a holiday offer for you, and uh, it is good through November 15 only, through November 15. First book is $36.95. Second and third book shipped to the same mailing address at the same time, just $31. It's almost a $6 savings. And uh, um, it's the best deal that I will have this fall. But it runs out on November 15. So don't delay. If you want to give it as a Christmas gift, here's your chance. Two ways you can order. One is by calling my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. Office is not going to be open every minute of those hours because uh, Gretchen's going to be at the hospital with a friend. Uh, part of that time, but uh, so that makes the better way, the sure, sure way to order, going to my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. 1930s are difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce. Hopes remained high. And it was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now, 90 years later, the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorms for years to come. That's much longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com to learn more and to find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's Mueller. They're made in America. And they're made to last. Mueller, Inc., Dot com. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, And we go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Steve. He is in the city of Anna. <laughs> Steve, your town is changing fast, isn't it? Oh, it's getting bigger by the minute, it seems like. I know it is. Very I know it is. growing, yeah. How can I help well, you? I've got uh, some tomato plants that seem to have a late crop. Um, I've got four plants, probably 15 to 20 tomatoes per plant. Mm-hmm. And they're they're green and they're small. And my question is, are they going to 
ripen by the end of the season? And then what is the end of the season? And should I have like a, a cutoff date where I'm just going to kiss him goodbye or whatever? Well, and, and these were ones you put out in the spring? Yes. And they've been, they've had crops all summer long. It's uh, celebrities and uh, early girls are the strain. Okay, good. Good for you for remembering. Most people don't remember what they planted um, or don't pay any attention when they buy them in the first place. Um, We don't know when the end of the season will come. It has come as early as October 26th, which would be day after tomorrow. (laughs) That seems early, doesn't it? Wow. Yeah. And it has come come as late as, uh, uh, you know what? I I think the year that we went to four degrees... Let me think about this. December 23, 1989, went to four below zero. I believe that might have been the first freeze that year. I may be wrong on that, but there was wow. a year when we went very cold for the first freeze, way down into single digits, and, we, boy, that was monumental damage. So right. we never know. Um, my, my point being, um, it, it could you don't take them out until until it's too late. Until freeze? Yeah, yeah, until right before the freeze. Don't, okay. Don't don't harvest the tomatoes. You can tell if a tomato is going to ripen indoors when you cut through a sample of the tomato size. You get one that's an, an average size. Cut through it with a very sharp knife, a very sharp knife or a single-edge razor blade. And if the seeds move out of the way of the blade, then that tomato would have ripened. All like it will ripen on a newspaper or on a old towel or something. Okay. Um, that's the way you can kind of judge whether to leave them on the counter and let them ripen. They'll ripen with no loss of flavor or nutritional value. Uh, they'll okay. just ripen naturally. They're one of the few fruit that will do that. Um, yeah. pears, pears also will after ripen. Um, right. the, uh, the, 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 the thing I always encourage people to do is to have a fall crop of tomatoes that they plant between the about the 25th of June and the 4th of July. And then when those are really coming along well, you can take these out. This year you got lucky, but the fall crop will be so much more productive than the, the leftovers from spring because the fall crop won't have to survive an entire summer of hot, dry weather. Right. So well, that'll be anyway. the plans for next year. All right. You can do it. Appreciate your call, Steve, very much. All right, folks, I have enjoyed this a lot. Podcasts of my programs are always posted, uh, almost always by Monday evening. So uh, give a listen to that on neilsperry.com. Mike Bass has run this program today, and he's done a wonderful job with it. I've enjoyed having you as our guest here. And until next week, happy gardening.